The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. I have a very special guest for you today. She is one of our Missing Link members, which is my online MS wellness program. And not only that, but I have the amazing opportunity of working with her one-on-one through my mentor membership program. So Cindy and I have been working together for about four months now, and she is the definition of persistence and resilience. Her commitment to her functional exercises on a day-to-day basis has shown amazing benefits in these four months that we've been working together. Her story is so relatable and so inspiring, and I think it's going to provide you with a lot of hope and it will help you take action towards your goals. Cindy mentions in this podcast episode how she is now feeling more confident, safe, and hopeful on her journey with MS. Keep listening to hear specifics on how her day-to-day life is easier from the exercises that she's putting in. Cindy, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm so excited for you to share all of your experiences thus far because your story is just so relatable. So thank you for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So before we get started, we're going to dive into lots of different things where you're at mentally and physically and improvements that you've seen. But before we get into that good stuff, I am going to ask you a question from my interview deck, a very random question, just to help our listeners get to know you more on a personal basis. Are you ready? I'll I'll shuffle my deck. Okay. So this is random. This is random. Okay. Your question is, What is something in life you really have an appreciation for that most people don't? Oh, um, well, since I use a wheelchair so much more, this is going to sound mouthful, but standing up from the toilet and being able to pull up my pants without any hanging on to anything without any support. That's a big deal. And now I can do it again. And it just feels so wonderful and being able to be independent like that, but standing up from the toilet on my own. That's such a good one. I think that's a perfect segue into this conversation today because it's a great example of how relatable you are and how, you know, I think so many people with MS do have an appreciation for just daily functional movements like that. So great answer. What I want to ask you first is just a little bit about your story. So what type of MS do you have? How long have you had it for? And where are you at physically? You know, you mentioned you're in a wheelchair. So give us a picture of, of that. 
Well, I was diagnosed um, in 97. So however many years it is, 25, I guess now. And um, I have, like many people, transitioned to secondary progressive, although I transitioned pretty early on um, without relapsing, remitting. Um, but there, I had some family tragedy about um, six years ago, and I was just using a walker some of the time then, not or a cane, and not all the time. Um, but that put me all the way down to a wheelchair and even a power wheelchair at times. So um, I started, I never recovered completely from that, but I got stronger so that I can use a manual wheelchair now. And once in a while, I will use a walker, would use a walker, but just very limited in the, my own home and so on, but just a little bit. So that's where I was pre-pandemic. And I didn't even realize how much I had lost during the during COVID, during the pandemic until, I mean, before that, I could stand up, for instance, I could stand an indefinite amount of time. I can't, I couldn't do that all of a sudden. And um, I can't, couldn't use my walker. And the worst part was I couldn't even get out of bed without huge struggle because I had, I realize now lost so much core strength. So the pandemic has been really isolating as well as debilitating physically too. Yeah. And so you and I started working together about four months ago. It was in September. And mm -hmm. prior to us working together, I remember you saying that you were at a certain level functionally and physically, but during the pandemic, you did start to notice that it just kept getting a little worse and worse. You'd mentioned things like uh, putting your wheelchair in your car was getting to be more challenging and slower. So what, what are the things like that? Like where, right before we started working together and mentally too, where were you at physically and mentally in terms of your day-to-day -day function? Well, because I couldn't, um, even, yeah, I, as you know, COVID is isolating the way it is, but being fully vaccinated and so on that I had a inner loop of friends and family that I could see, um, but I live alone and I had to be able to get my wheelchair into my van on my own and able to get out, uh, which you mentioned, I live in Alaska, just outside of Anchorage, Alaska. So that has its own problems with right now, of course, ice and, and snow and be able to navigate with those problems um, and navigate safely. But if I can't load my wheelchair, I can't go anyplace. So that is very isolating. I thought that the it was a lack of strength in my shoulders and my arms, but um, I found out after working with you, as a matter of fact, that it's core. It's definitely my core that has affected so much. Um, the ability to stand up in my kitchen at the, I have different levels of counters and I can do things at the seated position, but some things you just need to be able to stand up and reach off the top shelves. And so I was having a hard time doing that. I was having a hard time going um, in the shower and pulling myself up with the grab bars. Even though I have a bench there, I was with an ability to raise my foot 
just a little bit, even just to get on pants, to get dressed and get on shoes and basically the functions of daily life that you need to take care of yourself. And I started thinking, oh my gosh, I'm one of those people that I'm going to need in-home health care, something. Um, so it was very um, depressing, frankly. Um, and so my mental health was going down. Um, um, in I, I am a retired teacher. And so I wasn't in class, although I was doing some Zoom classes, it's not the same as working with refugees one-on-one -on -one, um, or in group settings at the in the classroom and so on. And so I lost that input too, just because I couldn't get there. Um, right. Because my body got so weak. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because I think so many people, even if they can resonate with just one of those many areas that you were affected, um, you know, it's some, all these things that you're saying are so, so common and it's important to feel like you're not alone, but also there's hope, you know, there's things that you can do. So we're going to get into all, all of the different areas in which you've improved. But before we do that, can you share a glimpse of what we've been doing together? And, you know, of course we've been focusing on exercises, but do you have any thoughts on how you've been implementing your exercises that have led to these improvements that you've noticed? And then we'll get into the specific improvements. I, I don't even know where to start because it's so encompassing every movement you make and people that aren't in don't have to be using a wheelchair for their tasks of daily living are unaware. Um, I think of just like I mentioned, for instance, getting out of bed. We know that, yeah, you can roll to your side and, and push yourself up, but you can't roll to your side if you don't have the core strength to do that, um, to roll to your side. And also your legs I don't think we're aware of it. Your legs come up, your knees come up. That's where marching came in. Now I can't pull my legs up all the way yet because I've only been working with you for four months, but part of the way I can now. And um, one thing I have to say, Gretchen, you said right from the beginning um, was two things that don't do. And one is lift your leg with your hands. I went, oh my God, I do that always. And it takes so much more effort and time for me to do. But now one of my legs does it pretty well automatically. The other one, which is always my left side's been affected always much more than my right side. And that one is slower, but it's coming and um, makes a big difference. Also, I think it's your proprio perception. I realized when I could walk, I was always touching the wall, the counter, wherever I was. I couldn't walk down a sidewalk or a room without being close to something. And um, that's still a ways off, but um, it's, it's improving. Um, I'm sorry. And so, okay, tell me again, redirect me speaking. Yeah, I no, I think, I think that's perfect. So I was asking, you know, what what have you done to get where you are now? And I think your answer was perfect because basically you're doing a lot of your exercises throughout the day and you're implementing them as part of your day. You're not just exercising at one point. It's well, sprinkled in, in a lot of areas. Oh, absolutely. Well, because it's all about function, right? I mean, functional medicine, it, you can't help not because you want to, 
the things that other people, myself included, I used to be a backcountry hiker and skier and so on and runner. And those were exercise, not just moving around your house, right? It wasn't yes. now every movement I make is exercise. When you're trapped inside your body, every movement you make is. And so then I go, oh, wow. And I repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. Where, the, For instance, taking something off the shelf this morning, being able to stand up and get something off the high rod in, that's hanging in the, in the closet. That is an exercise I need because otherwise everything had to be low at wheelchair height. Now I can reach those because I can stand up. I'm still in my chair, but I put the brake on and I can stand up easily and grab it now. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's an exercise, but for me, it's, it's an exercise. And I'll, and when I realize, oh my God, I can do this now, I'll repeat it like three or four times right then, right there. When I realize, ah, I didn't, I couldn't do this before, but then I also have to think about what was the exercise that Gretchen had me doing that, that, and you know what it might've been, I don't know, but when we do the warm-ups before your exercise videos, one of them is reaching up and pulling down. And I know that's given me lots more strength and coordination in my shoulders and arms, not to mention core, you know, priming, right. priming my brain for that. Yes. Amazing. So one of my goals, my main goal, in fact, for all of my clients is that of course you'll get stronger, but also that that strength manifests in functional ways. And exactly like what you're describing, like you're not just stronger, but you can reach higher and you can stand instead of sit as you do things. So you've had so many forms of functional improvement. And by the way, the way that we do that, as Cindy's describing is we take something that's hard for you to do and we break it down into lots of little exercises that will help with that specific function. So I think what would be easiest for our listeners to understand all the different areas that you've had improvements is to just take me through your day. So let's, let's even say today. So what improvements have you noticed over the last four months, starting with like from the moment you wake up, what things are easier for you to do? Getting out of bed was a big deal for me because I was looking, I had gotten um, an adjustable bed frame installed in my bed to try and help me get up. But still, you still have to be able to, even with it propped up, get out. And that was very distressing to me. And I had someone in, um, you know, a therapist trying to, even if you put a grab bar here, it was just, you still have to have, I realize now, some kind of core strength. Mm -hmm. pull yourself up or turn yourself over you just do and um so right from the beginning getting out of bed speaking of today I every morning I appreciate that it does not it does not escape me that this was something I took for granted being able to get up and pull your legs up and swing them over um so that is huge right there. And then I thought, okay, well then I will usually go to the bathroom. That's another, like I said, a big one, being able to transfer. And in all these, I'm transferring to my chair, transferring 
to the toilet, transferring, going into the shower. And so the ability to transfer is huge because you need not just your legs, you need core strength, you need arm strength, you need the flexibility not to hurt yourself. I have to say right be before I started working with you, um, I had to see an orthopedist because I'm wrecking my shoulders and pulling the ligaments away um, because my arms compensated for my for my legs, basically. Right. And I thought, I can't lose. This is where I was. I should say before, let me back up before I start with you. I was losing my arm. I was wrecking my shoulders and arms because my legs and my rest of my body wasn't doing what it should. If I lose those, I'm going to end up in a nursing home. Yeah. And, I, and I, that's not being dramatic, that is the honest truth. I just wouldn't be able to function. So I had to do something, you know, but I was losing hope because no one, nothing had materialized. My, my neurologist, my doctors are, you know, just working on the symptoms at this point. And well, don't do that. Don't do this. Well, then what do I do? And I just happened to see you on another MS podcast and um, I thought maybe, and, and <laughs> so I started. And one of the things I wanna to mention to you too is I think the first, the very first thing was, I think it's dorsiflexion in my ankle. Yeah. And within two days, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. I could start using my, turning my ankles. This not only, affects getting in and out of my wheelchair, pulling, you know, and all those, but driving because yeah. I, can, I can move easily between the accelerator and the brake without having to use my hands to lift my leg to do that. So it's, it, that is, that is huge, huge. Also something other people may not realize is that my legs my ankles and feet swell and get discolored because I couldn't move them. And now the swelling and the discoloration is almost gone because of dorsiflexion. I know that for a fact, but I could see a slight movement just after doing it a few times. I went, oh my gosh. And it was just like a half inch, but I could feel it start moving. And so things snowballed from that when I could see that actually it does work and I don't have to wait because I pro I'm too impatient to wait <laughs> months for something to happen, but that improved. So then that gave me hope that yeah. I could improve physically in other ways too. And I have hugely, hugely. And you've mentioned to me as well. So getting out of bed is easier. You had mentioned you're also standing while showering. Is that yeah. right? And I have a roll-in shower and grab bars around and um, there's a bench to sit on, which it helps, but now I want to stand. Sometimes you feel so good just to stand up and you different perspective in the world. When you can appreciate how children are, you know, when you stand up and go, oh my gosh, this is the view. This feels so good to stand up by the, under the shower and let the water just brush over you. And so I'm standing. I can't shampoo my hair standing because I still need one hand to hold a grab bar, but I can, 
I can stand and get soaked and whatever, and then sit down and then I can get back up. And yes. so it just feels so it's snowballing. Yeah. So and then getting dressed too with and, whether it's, you know, pulling your pants up from the bathroom or just getting dressed for the day. That's yeah. also a bit easier. Is that right? Well, and there's another one that people do maybe, and I didn't appreciate until I can put my leg out to pull your, put your leg in your pants, but then you have to be able to pull your legs back. One I can, and the left one, again, I, you have to pull it back underneath and that's where the leg kicks come in. Yes. Because, and now I can, my left one, I can get about halfway back on its own where I couldn't at all before. I'd have to physically hold my leg up, pull my calf back by myself because you have to do that before you can stand. And then you have to be able to stand to get your pants all the way up. And, yeah. and it just takes so long. Now I do everything faster, by the way, too. Um, That's great. Speed is, speed is so important. You know, it's a lot of things can slow us down. So when you can pick up the speed, it just makes you feel better. Exactly. You get so much more accomplished. Yes. Wow. And you'd mentioned too, um, when it comes to standing, your standing endurance is longer. I think, I, I can't remember exactly, but I think when we started working together, you had said you could stand for about 30 seconds oh, and now no. you've built up so much endurance. How long can you stand now? Well, it wasn't 30. It was like two. <laughs> oh, okay. Two seconds. Two seconds. And I don't know how long I can stand now. I mean, I can stand if I have lightly, if I'm touching something. Yeah. But probably a couple minutes, you know, yeah. easily. But, but I had, you know, standing mm -hmm. if I'm touching something. Um, but if I'm not touching something, I probably, uh, you know, a minute or two minutes. Pro I think I said two minutes. I'm pretty impatient and I want to move. <laughs> yeah. And two minutes is a huge improvement from two seconds. Yeah. So that's amazing. Okay. So we've got getting out of bed is easier. So many different things with showering is sure. easier and standing, um, you know, putting on shoes, putting on socks, dressing. Now that's easier. another one. Putting on shoes has been a big deal, not only because my legs and or my feet and ankles would swell, but also when you put on a shoe or boot, you wiggle. We don't realize we wiggle our foot into it. And so I had gotten to where I could only wear like clogs or something. And you, even then you have to slip your, but I of course would lift up my leg and put it on, but I couldn't, yeah, it's just very hard. And now I can put on shoes that I, because that just that slight movement in your ankle, which is the dorsiflexion again, um, would allow, it allows it much, much easier. And so I can start wearing some of the shoes I couldn't wear before. Yeah. Anyway. Just awesome. And then, so what's next in your day? After you, you woke up, showered, gotten dressed, do you go in the kitchen or, yeah. um, you know, what improvements have you seen in the kitchen? Oh, all right. Well, coffee first, right? So before I started with you, 
last summer, I had to move my coffee maker down onto the island that's at wheelchair height because I couldn't reach up and pour the water in the coffee maker. And, and um, now I can stand up at a regular kitchen counter height and pour the water into the coffee maker. And, wow. and actually I had family visit me the, this past summer and I, and I pointed that out to them. Do you know how I moved the co- had to move the coffee maker down low? I got to move it back to normal height because I can do that. Also, I can reach up and get the bread out of a top cupboard because I can stand to do it. Yeah. So, and what do you mentioned chopping too or cooking? How is that any different? Oh yeah, that I need. Um, well, that's endurance too, too, and arm strength, but also to get things even out of the refrigerator and transfer them over. Now I can use sometimes a walker, and my walker with a you know platform on the seat, I can put things on it and take them out of the refrigerator, transfer them to another counter. And yeah, everything is easier that way. Everything is much easier to handle like that. And then I will teach some Zoom classes. I've got, you know, they always say, and I don't think you realize it until it get because I was exercising regularly before, um, but now that I have way less fatigue, And that is quantifiable because I was on Adderall for excessive fatigue and taking two or three a day. And now I take one and, um, and there's some days I think I can go without, but it's when I find myself getting real tired, if I start exercising, doing just something, I don't have to do a full hour or half hour. But if I just do some sit to stands, a series of 10 or 20 of those, um, that constant exercise just battles fatigue, not just for the moment, but for a couple hours. Yeah. And what an amazing secondary effect from exercise. I know so many people who don't exercise because they feel like it will cause more fatigue or they're so fatigued to start off that exercise feels impossible. So that's amazing that that you uh, have reaped those benefits of better energy. Well, and it does. It feels impossible at at times. You just want to, but once you once you start and just force yourself to do a couple, then, oh, okay. I mean, it's that quick. Yeah. That quick. That and you- what, yeah. And what about falls? You know, were you falling prior to us working together? And how has that changed, if at all? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, that I is falling a lot, sometimes a couple times a day. Um and now I'm hardly falling at all because I'm stronger. I'm not falling near as much, but also I did happen to fall because I, well, you know, I was getting kind of cocky and I thought I can do this. And actually I was trying to do the foxtrot that I had seen you do. And that is a really great exercise because you're not only doing the forward steps, but the backward steps, the side steps. And if I repeat that so many times, I feel like that's a really good 
workout for walking and, you know, being on my feet. And, um, but I can get up easier. That is huge. Now, I can't be on my hands and knees because I can't, is that the adductor? I can't, when I'm on my hands, I can't get my knees very well to move. Right. Um, so, but you need that. And so I was doing an army man pull when I would fall to try and get to something where I could get braced and try and pull myself up again, ruining my arms and shoulders, right? That hoist myself up. But now I can move those knees a little bit from marching and adductor work and core work and then get up, hoist myself up much easier. But the whole point is prevent the fall in the first place, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What other, I have one specifically that I'm thinking of, but before I mention that, are there any other benefits or uh, improvements or things that are easier throughout your day that we haven't touched on yet? Oh, I, well, you know, it's everything. I mean, that every single movement you make, I mean, I don't know how I can stress that enough. Um, For instance, um, hanging things up, um, sleeping, sleeping is much better. Um, I'm more comfortable. And I think the spasticity has gotten better without a doubt because you incorporate stretching. Right. You know, and I often think of that, but all of those things together, all the things that are functional is the, the brain body connection, right. That the physically, and we all know this to some extent, but I think I didn't appreciate how far reaching it was until I was um, so disabled that I was just thinking cognitively and you know emotionally, mentally. I just pretty much was losing, we use the word hope, losing hope right. that, oh my gosh, this is what's gonna happen to me. Um, now I feel like, because I always had the attitude that I could power through anything all my life, you know, well, this is not great, but yeah, I can do it. I power. And to think that now I can't, I can't make my body do it. I always, even when I got a mess, I wasn't that concerned because I thought, well, and my, my family and friends said, well, better you than me, because I'm a they're a couch potato or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll handle it. And, but life has thrown some curveballs. and guess what? Your body um, reacting to stress is, is um, no, it's something to really pay attention to. And um, now that I, I have much more hope and strength, but it's being in the community, you know, and, and, I need you to hold me accountable and you don't, I mean, but in my head, I'm thinking that, I mean, (laughs) you're not saying, Hey, did you do that? You know, but I know that I'm going to talk with you and I'm going to have questions and you're going to give me some ideas and further specifics that help out. Mm -hmm. And so that gives me much more insight and hope and so on. Also, I have to say every little thing, if I watch exercise videos that you're doing. And I do those. I do all, I do tend to do my routine is to do one of those 
in the morning. And then throughout the day, there's always the things that I realize, oh, I can do this now and I couldn't before. So it's a compounding effect. So I'm doing more and more just because I'm realizing, wow, I can do this and I couldn't do this before. Just a little easier, just a little better. And then in the evening, I try and do some of my own, what, what I've gotten from you, exercises specific to me. Mm -hmm. um, and also the realization that, for instance, you explain why the breakdown is what it is. For instance, you know, the core strength, I can't, you know, say that enough, but also because I have so much pain in my shoulders and neck and arms that boy, just differentiating between squeezing the shoulder blades, not just squeezing your shoulder blades, but in and down, you know, you're just very specific. And so I can feel that all the time. And then that you're constantly, you know, you'll say, relax, relax your shoulders, put your shoulders on. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so I know I, I need that. I never thought I did, but yes. I realize now I do need that daily connection with you. And I just assume the other MSers are out there because since I'm four hours behind you in time zones, I don't usually get in on the live thing. So, right. So, and for anyone wondering too, so Cindy is part of my online MS wellness program, the missing link. And we also work together one-on-one -on -one through my mentor membership. And that's where we can tweak pieces of the missing link specifically towards your goal. So all these exercises and the Foxtrot and things that she's mentioning, that's where, where you can find those. Um, but another question for you is, can you share a little bit about, you know, you and I have been focusing a lot on the core and, and you've noticed the obvious improvements like a stronger core, but you've also noticed a lot of secondary improvements and where my mind is going first is the pelvic floor. Oh, because yeah. Because you have a stronger core. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, like a lot of women in particular, I'm sure I understand men have this problem too, but um, um, losing bladder, having bladder and bowel um, incontinence and urge or hesitancy, all of those things they talk about. And it occurred to me, I am going to see a pelvic floor specialist um, based on the um, ones that I've watched in your guest speakers too. And um, that those have improved my bladder function. I have much more control. And I'm sure that's because it has to be because of the core. I haven't changed anything different, but that must that must be the result of having more uh, inner um, core. And I don't know, is it transverse uh, abdominis? You I got it, yes. Yeah. And I think that that, working on that, um, which is difficult for me to isolate that muscle, mm -hmm. um, but I think that that is improved that. Um, oh gosh, it's just something, yeah, like you said, in and the guest with the guest speaker people don't want to talk about but yeah definitely yeah. that helps tremendously and digestion and everything I'm sure improves mm -hmm. awesome so can you share where you're at now 
mentally. So, you know, before you had mentioned a little bit of depression, discouraged, not hopeful, you, you were declining. Where are you at now? And how do you see your future? Well, I hope to get back. I'm, and I think, I mean, right this week in a couple of days, I have an, another interview to help kickstart a program um, teaching citizenship and English as a second language and so on, which is really at, at first when the when they called me about that and asked if I would do this, I would have been, I would have said yes, of course, but I'd be terrified. This is just an example because it's winter in Alaska, it's seven below today, and it's getting my wheelchair through the, you know, I just start spinning out on the ice. You know, I don't have studs in my wheelchair, right? Yeah. And um, going through that is, it would have been scary and might've been debilitating, but now I feel very confident that I will be able to handle this. I'll be able to get from my van inside because I have more strength and I haven't ruined my neck and or my shoulders and arms with my wheelchair, um, just being able to motivate and get in. And I also feel like even if I get stuck, I will be able to, this is really silly, but if you're in a wheelchair, if you have the core strength, you can kind of wiggle just till you get enough traction and get to something. And a matter of fact, I just did that. I, I was like on my deck, shoveling snow in my wheelchair. But all of a sudden there was so much snow and ice on the deck, I, I started spinning, but I told my son, I got over to the, to the railing, to the wall, and then I could pull myself in because, well, how did you get there? Because you were like five feet away. I could, I could actually wiggle mm -hmm. um, using my core. That would have been impossible. So it's, that's a safety issue. So um, again, I feel safe enough to go into, I'm about, 30, 20, 20 or 30 minutes from um, the Refugee Assistance and Immigration Services. And I feel confident. Okay, I'm not gonna die by going in, even if I go in the ditch, right? Cause it's so icy and slippery, I'll be okay. So that said, it just opened up my life again. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh my gosh. I can be, I can be productive. I, I'm confident that I can still be a contributing member of society. And that's what it's all about, right? Purpose. I mean, yes. And, and so many and, things. Yeah, because I got lonely, you know, like so many people with, I'm sorry, with COVID, you know, you get lonely because you're isolated. And right. yeah. So, and so many of those words that you're saying, you feel safer, you feel more confident, more hopeful, you're participating in life more. Those things are so big. Like th that's huge it, the, to think that our work together has resulted in that just fills my heart with so much joy. Cause that's what brings happiness and joy in life. So I love that. Yeah. You've been able to stay consistent. I mean, this is a true testament to all of the work that you're putting in. I might be guiding you, but you're the one actually doing the exercises and staying persistent and resilient. And clearly it's paying off for you. And also just so our listeners know, 
we're not done yet. You've got more goals you want to reach. You know, you've had so much progress so far, but you're still going and you're still pushing towards all these things. Oh, so many. I, yeah. I don't, I've mentioned these things, but a huge thing is that uh, my grandchildren and I have three grandchildren and they, they may not because they're nine and 11 and two 11 year olds and a nine year old. And um, I have a new, I found out a new um, grandbaby will be born this summer in San Francisco and travel, travel is a big, and being able to be with my grandkids for like right now, I feel pretty confident I can transfer onto a snowmobile. Mm. And my grandson can give me a ride. I mean, you know, he wants to, you know, yeah. do things and I can be with them and I can go to their games and their hockey games and so on. So it's quality of life. Right. And I, and now I'm feeling like traveling on your own in a wheelchair is a pretty tricky and, and, um, you know, you can't get up and just go use the bathroom the the restroom on an airplane unless I always could until now until right this past year I could shuffle holding on to the to the 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 other passengers seat backs unfortunately but when they saw me and I could get in and and all of a sudden this past year I got worse where oh my gosh how am I going to get down to I have a good friends in Arizona, you know, from Anchorage down to no, come, come. It's scary doing it on your own. Um, Cause you need your hands. I can't even, I couldn't even get the suitcase off right. of the conveyor belt or in or out. Cause you need both hands to wheel a wheelchair. So, but now I feel a lot stronger that I can do that and engage with my kids and grandkids in some of the stuff they love to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. Cindy, you've mentioned that you've also had some cognitive improvements. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, and in several ways, actually, um, memory of course is a big one and I could make an excuse about all kinds of stuff, you know, being, um, post, you know, menopausal and MS and my age and so on. But, um, I have, whatever the cause, I have definitely improved my memory. Um, and we all know that all studies indicate the link between physical and cognitive um, associations anyway. Exercise is supposed to improve cognition too. And many, many studies indicate that. But now because I was so bad and I have seen physical and mental, I've also seen just cognitive. In other words, organizing, for instance, in a few minutes, I have, I teach a class and I can, oh, I remember I was going to start here with this group and what I was going to do. And I can just organize things so much better. It, things are more clear where before I would be so distracted. I couldn't follow through very well. And I'm not saying I, I still, people who have MS realize about brain atrophy and what the lesions do and so on and so forth. But um, what is the normal aging process and what can be 
um, countered with exercise and so on. And of course, you know, blood flow, getting things to your brain, da, 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 all those things combined. But I just wanted to say that cognitively, I've, I have improved in day-to-day -day, um, teaching and, and, but also being able to um, articulate different concepts that I usually learn and what I'm doing. And that's great too, because, you know, it all goes hand in hand where if you're thinking about the negative side of things before you've started exercising, you know, physically declining mentally, not necessarily that you can't like not, not necessarily that it's memory or um, word finding, but just even thinking clearly gets more masked. So the fact that it now, I mean, your memory is improving a little bit. You're, you can see more clearly, organize more clearly. That's going to help in so many areas of your life. Exactly. It's all so interconnected. Yeah. Emotional, mental, physical, but it started with physical. Yes. I, mean, I love that. I think that I, that's so, such an important thing to share because a lot of people exercise for the physical benefits, but it's important to know how many secondary benefits there are too. And I think you've done that in an amazing way for us. Well, and then they compound. Yes. You know, it's an exponential growth. So these exercises, yeah, I can do that movement, but how does that translate into these different movements and all of these other things I can do physically? Also, then how does that affect how I'm feeling emotionally? Because I'm like, ah, this is great. I can do this. And how does that affect my, my emotional feeling? It feels like, oh, I can tackle this at work, I can do this. And that creates more cognitive. So everything is, it's just a snowball, right? And so all I can do is encourage other people to, uh, one thing I would say is once you start, pay really close attention because those small things will give you hope, which will, it'll just start exponentially growing, just sort of like the coronavirus, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that exponential growth. That's a great tip because I think a lot of us do look for big growth. Like we look for our end goal as quickly as possible. But if you're just thinking about the big goal, you can miss those small improvements along the way. So I love that tip. Well, and when I started with you, I wanted to be able to do stairs again. Yes. And now I'm just thrilled that I, for instance, last night I went to a friend's house. I can get one leg, will do a step. My left leg before it wouldn't at all, but now it'll come part of the way up. But I can lift that leg up, but my right leg will step by itself. Yeah. Um, and that is so limiting being able to do steps and stairs. Everybody has them going right. in and out of there, almost everybody, unless you've built it for accessibility. So anyway, I just wanted to point out how exponential things are. So it's, it's hard at first, push yourself through that, you know, just push yourself through that and pay attention. Um, the word is mindfulness, right? The, the word of the day or of this, this time and um, being mindful of little tiny things that are improving will give you great hope. Whether it's holding your coffee cup or having a conversation with a child, whatever it might be. 
Cindy, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and, you know, mentioning all the things you've been working on and your, the improvements that you've seen so far. I think that your story and your experiences are so relatable and just hearing your improvements thus far gives a lot of hope to our listeners. So thank you again for all of this and for being here with us. Oh, you're so welcome. I can't even, I can't even say all of, because it just occurs to me throughout the day. I couldn't do that small, that small movement, whether it be writing with a pen, being able to get things in and out of the oven. I mean, every, every, every movement has improved. And so I can't thank you enough, Gretchen. And boy, yeah, I've got more goals without a doubt. I mean, if I could get back to just you, even just using a walker all the time, I would be thrilled. But of course I wouldn't, then I would say, oh, if I can get back to using a cane. Right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. But thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast. <laughs>